Welcome to a life-transforming experience with the Word of God from Bishop Napoleon Asian. Napoleon Asian is the son of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the head of the LCI mission in Cape Town, South Africa. With about 20 years experience in ministry, Bishop Napoleon Asian has been actively involved with the work of God in Ghana, UK, and now a missionary in South Africa. He stands with his father in the ministry, teaching and emphasizing his word with extraordinary grace and faith. Join us now as he delivers the word of God under the anointing. Hallelujah. Oh, somebody hallelujah. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. Put your hands together. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, we thank God for another opportunity. This is the second Sunday in December. And by the grace of God, we are still around. Still standing, I want you to speak in tongues. I need you to speak in tongues. So if you don't know, you've not re- received the gift of speaking in tongues, just lift your voice and begin to tell the Lord, thank you, Lord, for your will and your purposes that is being fulfilled in my life. I don't take it for granted. <laughs> thank you for your mercies. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your loving kindness. Thank you for where I stand. Thank you for the gift of life. Thank you for the opportunity I have. Oh yes, oh God. Mahando seta, liando limo duka ba lemando sintele ayabalababa limo lobose kimrole liande limo huta. Just go ahead. Just go ahead. Just go ahead. Go ahead. Speak in tongues. Bible says, if we speak in tongues, we pray according to the will of God. Oh yes, and I will give you to understand that no man that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh unto man. He doesn't call Jesus a curse. No man, no man speaking by the Holy Ghost calleth Jesus a curse. Oh yes, and no one can say that Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Ghost. Lift your voice and bubble in tongues and let it flow. Let it flow from out of your belly. Oh yes, Lord, Moka, Limo, Duka, Lima, Sante, Mashante, Lima, Ande. Jesus, we thank you. Maya Bando, Roca, Sinte, Lima, Uta. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. Oh yes, Lord, we thank you. Oh Yando, Roshiki, Briande. Oh Mahata, Bando, Lima, Hande. Jesus. Oh yes, Lord, we thank you. We bless you. In the name of Jesus, Ah, Kaya Balababa, Limo Morobo, Sebriande, Limo Huta, Bando Ronde. In the mighty name of Jesus, Mahande, Lima Hata, Eh, Yabalababa, Libabalababalabaya, Iabalababalababa, Kimorobo, Sende, Lima Hata, Ayamando Roshiki Bande, Eh, Yabalibosa, Kabando, Rundi Lima Hando, Rundi Liba Hata Bande, Iabando Rundi Lima Hando, Rundi Lima Hande, Oh, Yamamando Roshiki Basa, Oh, yes, Lord. Oh, you are worthy. Somebody lift your voice and say, You are worthy. Oh, Yapando Roshiki Briande, Ayando Roshiki Bande, in the mighty name of Jesus. 
Hallelujah. Amen. In Revelation chapter 5. In Revelation chapter 5. The Bible says. And I'm reading. From verse number 9. It says. And they sang a new song. And they sang a new song. Thou art worthy to take the book. And to open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation and hast made us unto our God, kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. Can I have your loudest? Amen. Amen. Bible says God has made us kings and priests and we shall reign on the earth. So don't wait till you get to heaven before you reign. Right here on earth, we are supposed to be reigning. Hallelujah. Verse number 11, the Bible says, And I beheld, and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne, and the beasts and the elders of, of the number of them. Sorry. The beast and the elders, and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands. It's like uncountable. And what were they saying? Verse number 12. Can we read it together? One go, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Let's take it again. Verse number 12. One go. Saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessings. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. This morning we want to say you are worthy. Hallelujah. Is it worthy? Is it worthy of your thanksgiving? Is it worthy of your praise? Is it worthy of your honor? Is it worthy of your worship? If you cannot bow down before the one who was slain for you, then you are saying that he is not worthy of your worship. But Bible says he lived just to die. Because of me and you. Hallelujah. And he is worthy. He is worthy. That is why even in our uh, circles, in the human circle, when you pay the lobola, you are worthy to put a ring in somebody's hand. And the person changes her surname and uses your surname. Just, I mean, you did not create the person. You did not save the person. Just small lobola that you pay. Make somebody changes her same name and you begin to be called Mrs. Because the person is worthy of an honor. That's why you add the person's name. But the one we are talking about, he did not just pay something. His own life. Hallelujah. Is he worthy? Hallelujah. I want you to lift your voice and lift your hands. And from your heart, you want to say, Lord, you are worthy. You are worthy. I'm sorry for not honoring you, not worshiping you, not praising you, but you are worthy of my worship. 
you are worthy of all the honor and the praise and the glory. Oh, yes, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. You may be seated. You can still pray, sitting, Mahuta, Rolle, Mando, Lima, Hata. Oh, yes, Lord. Moka Bando, Rundi Libaya. Oh, Yando, Rushiki Bande. Maka Bando, Rundi Lima, Hata. Oh, yes, Lord. In the name of Jesus, you are worthy. Somebody lift your voice and pray like you mean it. Lord, you are worthy. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Oh, yes, Lord. Oh, you are worthy. Oh, yes, Lord. Moshando Roshikiba. Seated at the right hand of the Father, you You are holy, Lord. You are holy. Holy, you are holy. You are holy, Lord. You are holy. Oh, holy, you are holy. You are the Lamb of God. Shout and say, Amen. Hallelujah. 
before you take your offering, you are going to read the scripture. But I want you to know that the one that you are about to worship and to honor with your substance is worthy of it. Hallelujah. It's not cheating. You know, when you are doing something and you think that you are being robbed, you are being cheated, you don't do it a certain way. But I want you to understand and I need you to know from your heart that it is not even enough. It is not enough if you were to give your own life even as you give, you give your life as a bench of, it's not even enough. Because he made us and after he made us and something went wrong. It's just like, you just think about it. You've made a, a car with a clay and it falls. I mean, you, you made the car with the clay and it's falling, shattered, broken into pieces. You can just ignore it and make a new one. But now he comes to pay more to, the, I mean, the thing that has been shattered, to remake it and to save it and to make, as though he could not have made another one. If I have made man and you have disobeyed, I just ignore and continue. Because he did not lack angels. There were angels in heaven. Hallelujah. But for a certain love, for a certain love, he said, look, man that I have made, that is fallen. My plan has changed everything, but I will still. That will cause, why will you die? Because of a clay that has fallen. And it is causing you. Do, do you understand? That's how you should think about what Jesus Christ has done for us to be where we are. Hallelujah. Even if we had not fallen, he was still worthy of our praise and our honor and our worship. How many understand? If we had not even fallen because he made us, but for us to fall and for him to come and rescue he is worthy. How many understand what I'm talking about? He is more than worthy. Because, look, that is why, that is why it is not, I mean, it's not taken lightly when a, a man will not honor God and will not choose God. Because if you understand what he has done for me and for you, you will do nothing but to yield your very life to him. Hallelujah. In Isaiah chapter 40, let's read from verse number uh, 12 to 16 quickly and we'll be out of here. Isaiah chapter 40, verse number 12 to 16. I will just read it. We pray and we go. Oh, I want, if you need a title for my little exhortation, I want to call it, You Are Worthy. Is it not worthy? Okay. And for better understanding, I want us to read it from the NLT. NLT will do us a lot of good. Are you there? If you are there, say amen. If you are not there, say wait for me. Okay. Isaiah chapter 40, I'm reading from verse number 12. Bible says, who else has held the oceans in his hand? 
That's the first question. Who else? Is there anybody else who has held the oceans in his hand? Who has measured off the heavens with his fingers? That is how great our God is. Apart from holding the oceans in his hands, he has also measured the heavens with his fingers. Who else know the weight of the earth? Or has weighed the mountains and hills on a scale? Hallelujah. Who is able to advise the spirit of the Lord? Who knows enough to give him advice or to teach him? Has the Lord ever needed anyone's advice? Does he need instruction about what is good? Did someone teach him what is right or show him the path of justice? Verse number 15. No, for all the nations of the world are but a drop in the bucket. They are nothing more than a dust on the scales. He picks up the whole earth as though it were a grain of a sand. Can you see it? He picks up the whole earth. The, the way you can pick up, not even a stone, a grain of sand. He picks up the whole earth as though it were a grain of a sun. Verse number 16. All the wood in Lebanon's forests and all Lebanon's animals would not be enough to make a burnt offering. Hallelujah. Bible said that all the wood in Lebanon's forests and all the Lebanon's animals would not be enough to make a burnt offering worthy of our God. Hallelujah. Bible says that the whole, I mean, forest and the whole game, the zoo, everything is not, is not enough to give an offering that is worthy. Not that it's not enough to give an offering. It's okay to give an offering, but the offering will not be worthy of who we are giving it to. Hallelujah. Amen. That is how great our God is. And he is worthy. That is why I like it in the Revelation chapter 5, verse number 12. Look at it again. Said, and he heard a loud voice. And the voice said, what? They sang, yeah. Okay, they sang in a mighty chorus. Worthy is the lamb who, is slot, who was slaughtered to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Hallelujah. The lamb that was slain, the lamb that was is worthy. Hallelujah. So this morning, as you pay your tithes, as you give offering, amen. You know, because of Christ, your bosses have given you bonus. Even unbelievers appreciate what Christ has done. Did you know that your bonus is coming to you because of what God has done. <laughs> yeah, Christmas is because of Jesus. So you cannot take the bonus and forget about who brought it into your account. Hallelujah. So this morning, I need you to take your offering, take your tithe, take your seed. You want to sow a seed. You want to give an offering. And all you, 
you are doing. I want you to know that he is worthy. Hallelujah. Yeah, don't feel cheated. Don't feel that you are doing something that is beyond you to do or you are doing something too much. No. As a matter of fact, what you are doing is not up to. Hallelujah. So take your offering, take your tithe in honor. And you want to say, the Lord, you are worthy. You are offering it as a worship, as a praise. And you are saying, the Lord, I come to honor you. This is my worship. This is my praise. This is my blessing. I want you to know that I love you and you are worthy of all I'm giving. It's not even enough. Hallelujah. Amen. Have you taken your seat? Take your phone. Those who are watching also on the net, take your seat, take your offering, take all that you have to take, and let's pray together. You are worthy. You are worthy. You know, when you know that what you are doing, he deserves more. You do it even in, with humility. But if you are giving and you think that, oh, he deserves less than that, you do it not in a certain way. So I want you to give it. And as you give, know that he is worthy. He deserves it. He deserves even more. But Lord, this is our token. This is... This is Thousand rand, this is 500, this is 200, this is 400. Whatever you are giving, take it, lift it, your ties, and let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this blessed moment, the opportunity we have to be alive and to be part of the living. We are not just alive, but we are able to be part of the living, move around, taste, hear, smell, sense, feel, touch. Lord, all these are your blessings. Thank you for redeeming us unto our God. Thank you for making us kings and priests unto our God. Thank you for the assurance that we will reign on the earth. Father, we thank you. We bless you. Oh, yes. Of all you have given us, we have taken this to honor you. This is our tithe. This is our offering. This is our seed to say, oh, you are worthy of all the praise and all the honor. Be blessed and be pleased in our giving. In the name of Jesus, let all that we have and will ever receive never cease to sing your praise and to honor you and to worship you with. We are full of thanksgiving. We are full of your praise because of who you are in our lives. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay, please send it right to the church account. And ashes go around as we welcome the dancing stars. Amen. Are you being blessed? Hallelujah. We have been here since Wednesday and Thursday. Miracle Wave Convention. How many have been managed to come? How many were blessed? How many were healed? How many were touched? How many saw visions? Hallelujah. Ladies and gentlemen, stand to your feet. Give it clap offering to the Lord the same anointing, the same grace, the same anointing that has brought 
the power of God during the confession. Even yesterday, we are here. We've been blessed. And our pastor is here and is ready. Ladies and gentlemen, with Jesus' joy and a shout and a clap offering, let us welcome Bishop Napoleon Essien. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this great opportunity we have to be in your presence and to receive from your hand. Lord, let our time with you be fruitful. Let your will be done. Let your purposes be fulfilled. Deliver us from our fears. And above all, let that which you have for us be imparted over our lives. Spirit of the living God, we welcome your presence. Holy Spirit of God, have your way and do what you purpose to do this morning. We give you all the glory, all the praise in Jesus' mighty name. And all shall shout and say, Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody put your hands together. And please be seated in heavenly places. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I'm trying. I see. So, turn your Bibles with me to Ephesians chapter 6. We're reading from verse number 10. Ephesians chapter 6. I mean, by now you should know our foundational scripture. Ephesians chapter 6, reading from verse number 10. Can we try and quote it? Oh, you still need to read it. Okay. One, let us go. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, and against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, put on, wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having your Okay. Okay. The next one. And your feet sold with the preparation of the gospel of peace. 16. Above all, taking the sword of faith, wherewith he shall be able to quench the fer- all the fairy darts of the wicked. Okay. 18. And the salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching unto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints put your hands together for yourself 
Okay, so this is the, if you want to find out what is the armor of God that God wants us to put on, you come here. Okay? Yeah, so after Paul had taught so many things, so we've been sharing and talking about uh, how you can become a strong Christian. Is that not it? How you can become a strong Christian. And we notice that it is not just good, even as a human being, if you are weak, you are free. You, there's little you can do. You may have a certificate. You may be very good in your course or whatever. But after the interview, they will do medical checkup to find out whether you are strong. So strength is needed, not only as a Christian, but in every aspect. Hello? If you are not strong, you become an easy target for the enemy. Hallelujah. And our Christian life and the Christian race will not even be nice if you are not strong. Because the devil specializes in deceiving and attacking Christians. And often those that fall prey to the schemes of the enemy, like the Bible said, be strong. So when we read the Ephesians, it gives us even the reason why we should be strong. We said, finally, my brethren. So Paul had written to so many people. He's written a lot of things. And when he was ending, this was the last chapter. Chapter 6 of Ephesians was the last chapter. As he was closing. Is that Melissa? Are you back? Okay, it's good to have you back. Amen? Amen. So as... He was closing the Ephesians letter. He said, you know what? I was spoken about how you got born again, how that we are seated in heavenly places, above principalities, how that we should not walk in the desires and the uh, lust of the flesh, that the message of God has brought us from the kingdom of darkness to uh, the, 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 the light, and we should not walk in the old ways. And he speaks and talks about so many things. In chapter 3, he began to talk about the fact that not only what you are, are praying will be answered, but what you are even thinking is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all that you ask or think according to the faith. And so many wonderful things. But he says that, look, I will do you disservice if I don't tell you the last thing. That's why I said, finally, as I conclude this letter, I need you to be aware. I need you to be aware that you may be in Christ, you may be speaking in tongues, you may be the lie, you may be seated in some places. And, but if you are not strong, if you are not strong, you are doing something wrong. That's why I said, finally, my brethren, be strong. Not strong in politics, not strong in food, not strong in sports, not strong in fashion. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. They are strong in academics and all these things. People are strong in other things. Do you understand? But he advises the Christian that be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Hallelujah. It, there's difference between being strong just in the Lord and denying the power. In fact, in Timothy, the Bible talks about the fact that there are people that you should turn away from. So there are people who have the form of godliness, but they deny the power thereof. From such, turn away. Can you believe that there are people that you are supposed to turn away from? 
people who confesses to be Christians, people who confesses to belong to Christ and have not got a power. Because if you don't have power as a Christian, why should the Bible tell you to turn away from those who don't have the power? Because from the day you got born again, as many as receive him, John chapter 1 verse number 12, as many as receive him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. Hallelujah. And the son of God is Jesus Christ. So a certain power was given to you to become like Jesus when you got born again. When you were not born again, fine. You were weak. You were everything. It's okay. But from the day you got born again, not that the power is going to be given. Bible says, as many as received him, so if you have received Jesus Christ as your personal savior, a certain power has been transferred. To them gave the power to become the sons of God, even as many as believe on his name. Hallelujah. So this power must be there. And if you don't know it, you need to understand. And I think that, I mean, those of us who were here yesterday, I think uh, our convener, Coming, he took the, 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 the wind out of the sail. What we are about to preach today is what we did yesterday. So if you were here yesterday, I, you must understand what has happened already. Because we've done um, why you must be strong. We saw the six reasons why you must strengthen yourself. Then we have come to see what makes you strong or what it means to be strong. When we say you are a strong Christian, what does it mean? We saw nine things. What does it mean to be a strong Christian? Number one means to be what? To develop a stronger, a deeper Christian life. So that is actually what we are doing. We are going to do this one. What is number two? To be steadfast. So what it means to be a strong Christian. If you're a strong Christian, it means you have developed a deeper Christian life. Two, it means you are steadfast. Three, it means what? You are unmovable. The messages are there. You can listen to it or you can get a book and also read. Number four, what does it mean to be a strong Christian? It means you are spiritual. You are not carnal. Number four or five. Number, what number is it? Number five, it means you are holy. Holy means special. You are holy. Number six, you are matured. If you are a strong Christian, it means you are matured. Number seven, you are zealously affected. You have zeal for every good thing. It means you are a strong Christian. Number eight, it means you are fruitful. You are fruitful. There's fruit out of you. And the last one, it means you are ready to die. Readiness to meet God at any time. Readiness to meet God at any time. That is what we were talking about yesterday. But you know, you need the number one and the number nine in order to fulfill what we need. So you need to understand that if you are not a deeper Christian, you have not developed a deeper Christian life. You will not be ready to meet God. Because you would have done things not on purpose. 
or the things that you would have given your life to will not stand the test of time. If you are going to be, so we saw, we just went through this list, the nine things that you need to know, okay? What means, what it means to be a strong Christian. So now we are taking them one after the other. So today we are doing, yeah, how to develop a deeper Christian life. How do you develop a deeper Christian life? Amen. Because until you have all the nine, you are not strong. So when Paul says that, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord, it means that, what? Develop a stronger, a deeper Christian life, be steadfast, be unmovable, be spiritual, be matured, be holy, be fruitful, and be what? Be zealously affected and also be ready anytime. So when the, you see, so you can just quote the scripture, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. But now what does it mean to be strong? It's just like me telling you that make sure you pass your matric. What does it mean? It means pass English, pass uh, math, pass uh, life orientation. Then what's your subject? Then uh, the second additional language. Yeah. Has your Tosa or your Zulu or Africans. Then science. Then you add the others. Is that not it? So if you don't understand what it means to pass the matric and you think that you have passed the math, so you pass the matric, you are joking. How many understand what I'm talking about? So when they said, oh, pass, make sure you pass the matric or be strong. Get a very good grade in the matric. It doesn't mean get a good grade only in English. Or in Tosa, you have code, code 7 and all the rest. You are around uh, code 1. Strong 1. <laughs> you are deep in the strong 1. The only thing that you code code 7 is that all when you come to being strong, you see, when you put on the whole armor of God, you see, the last weapon, it said, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. Speaking in tongues is part of the weapon. Most of us, that is the only weapon we have. And even the weapon is not complete because the prayer is in twofold. It said, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. And the next one, it says, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Most of you don't pray for all saints. So one of the weapons, the armory, the things that you need to put on is praying in tongues and praying for all saints. It's, it's, it's part of the, if I have military people here, when they dress, it's part of the, Amory is part of what you need to. Some of you will just pray in tongues. You don't even pray. So you, you cannot say you are strong. That's what Paul begins to say, be strong in the Lord and in the power. Now when it comes to the power, he even begins to talk about it. You see that he talks about the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. If you don't have the word, where would the power come from? All the things he spoke about, he said, put on. Then he spoke about the belt of truth. Then he spoke about the breastplate. He spoke about 
gospel of salvation. He spoke about the helmet. He spoke about the sword of faith, the sword of the spirit, and different things. But you have not put on all these things. How can you be strong? So to be a deeper Christian, you need to understand even what made you a Christian. How can you be a deeper Christian when you don't know how you became a Christian? So this, uh, for a short time, we are going to be here. I'm going to talk about how you can develop a deeper Christian life. Is that not it? Now, if I say you, you're, you should go deeper, the root of this tree should go deeper. It presupposes that the root is in something. Do, do you understand? So it should go deeper in it. So you cannot become a deeper Christian if you are not in Christ. Are you here? So the first thing that you need to know, how to, de- how to have a deeper Christian life. What does it mean to be a Christian? You need to understand that one. Hello? You need to understand that one so that you can develop. You are not a Christian because you are in this church. You are not a Christian because you are wearing uh, uh, black and white. You are not a Christian because of your good character. Sometimes you ask somebody, why are you a Christian? He say, yeah, why? He say, I, I, I have stopped with my boyfriend. That, that doesn't make you a Christian. I have stopped smoking. I have stopped drinking. I have stopped all the bad things. There are many people, they, they don't even do any bad thing to start with. So you stopping is, is not, it's neither here nor there. Some people have not smoked. They have not drunk. They have not sniffed anything. They don't have a girlfriend. They don't have a boyfriend. They, I mean, there are people who are very principled. So does it mean they don't need Christ? No. So you need to know what actually it means to be in Christ. If any man be in Christ, he's what? A new creature. All the old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. What does it mean to be in Christ? To be in Christ simply means you believe. You believe in Jesus Christ as the Son of God. You believe it with your heart and you have confessed it with your mouth. That is what made you a Christian. Romans chapter 9, verse number 9 and 10. What does the Bible say? Romans chapter 9, verse number 9 and 10. These scriptures that I'm, I'm quoting, write it. If you are here and you don't know it, it even shows that you are not a Christian. Because how did you come to be where you are? You need to know a deeper Christian life. You begin to understand what made you a Christian. Hallelujah. Or even you are here, you don't have a Bible. Or you don't. And what, I, what is it that is informing you? Have you seen a doctor who doesn't have a, a chemistry book, medicine book? You become, the book is what you learn. Hello? So to develop a Christian life and a deeper Christian life, you will need Christ. Christ is the foundation. And we learn about Christ from the Bible. Is that not it? If you want to know who Christ is, you can't learn it from uh, uh, economics books or accounting book, or, no, it's not in, it's in the Bible. 
and here we are, you don't have a Bible or you don't come to church with a Bible or you don't even have a notebook to write the notes, the scriptures. The scriptures that I'm quoting, you should know it if you're a Christian. If somebody asks you what, what makes you a Christian, you should be able to tell the person uh, Romans chapter 10, verse number 9 and 10. Can we quote it together? If thou shalt confess with thy mouth, the Lord Jesus. Can you see that it begins with Jesus? It begins with Jesus. So don't tell somebody, are you born again? Yes. Why are you born again? Or oh, I belong to uh, Lighthouse. Or I belong to Catholic Church. Or I belong to Wesley. Or I am. No. It's not that. That is why you may, you see, your school that you went to is different from her school. Different people go to different schools, but when you are writing the matric, you notice that the same uh, 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 subjects, the same subject, the same questions for whether your school is in uh, in 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 Transkai that there were, were no teachers. You will not be exempted to write a different paper from those who have good teachers. How many understand what I'm talking about? That is where the type of school you go to comes in. Hello? The type of school comes in because, uh, like the teachers who are teaching, they seem to teach better here. They are sacrificial. They go extra mile. They, they understand. And some of the teachers are also examiners, and they are markers. So when they are teaching, they can tell you things to the other. That is where the type of school, but the teacher in the school is nowhere near the, what you are doing. Hello? Wow. The exam is totally different from who is teaching you. So whether you are in Anglican, or you are in Wesley, or you are in Methodist, or you are in Presby, we don't care. At the end of the day, we need to understand that it is appointed unto man once to die and after that the judgment. You cannot go for exam and go and say that your teacher did not teach you this uh, subject. Or you cannot say that, oh, uh, we did not cover this topic. Whether you covered it or not, the exam is set. If you can't do it, you fail. If at the end of the day, your pastor did not teach you that there is heaven to gain and hell to avoid. It's not when you die, there is no excuse. There is no excuse. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you here? Amen. So if you are going to be a deeper Christian and you need to understand the foundation, the foundation that has brought us to here, and that foundation is Christ. Amen. Amen. That foundation in Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And you need to essentially know who you have believed. Some of us, you know me, but you don't know Jesus Christ. It will work against you. You need to know Christ. You need to know Christ, I'm telling you. It doesn't matter who taught you. It doesn't matter the school you went to, but the exams, I am sure. <laughs> the exams, I am sure, is coming. The exams is coming. So whoever taught you is not the case. You need to prepare for the exams. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 
turn your Bibles with me. So the first thing that you need to know, how you, to have a deeper Christian life, okay? Develop deep roots in the Lord. Develop, the first one is develop deep roots in the Lord. Luke chapter 8, verse number 13, when you read that parable. Bible says, they on the rock are they, which when they hear, receive the word with joy, and these have no roots, which for a while believe, and in time of temptation fall away. People who don't have deeper roots, they don't know even what they have believed in. They don't know why they are where they are. And that's one of the things I've always been saying. Why even do we give two offerings? Why do we speak in tongues? Hello? Can you see me? Yeah. Are you in Luke chapter? Where, where are you looking? Okay. Luke chapter 8, verse 13. We are having an all-night prayer. You are studying. You have exams on Monday. You will pass. Don't worry. Hallelujah. Are you there? So, Bible said the parable uh, of the sower. The sower went to sow, and when he sowed the seeds, he sowed four seeds, and they fell on different places. But this one explained that those that were on the rocky places, they were those that hear the word. They hear the preaching, even with joy. But they don't have understanding. Oh, you have, they have not read the Bible. How many notice that if you come to church and preaching is going on, and you have read the story in the Bible, you seem to enjoy the preaching. You seem to understand it better. Yeah? You have roots. You have ground that the roots can go. But some of us, the only thing that you are hearing is what the pastor is saying. You don't know. So if, even the pastor is cracking a joke, you can't get it. You can't get it. You begin to be confused. Are you, are you here? So one of the things that you need to do is that you need to understand who Jesus is. The foundation. So I'm going to briefly turn your Bible with me to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Let's read from verse number 3. Can I have a... I will read it from the NLT. I will read it from the NLT and we'll be out of here. Amen? Amen. So understand this. First Corinthians chapter 3. Reading from verse number 3, what does the Bible say? Who is he talking about? He's talking about you who say you are born again. Who say you are, if any man be in Christ. So if you are in Christ, that's what the Bible is saying. Okay, maybe I should start from verse number one. You understand it better. Dear brothers and sisters, when I was with you, I couldn't talk to you as I would to spiritual people. Full stop. So you see, one of the reasons why you are a spiritual or uh, a stronger Christian is becoming what? 
spiritual. So Paul said over here, you were not strong. You were not spiritual. So I couldn't speak to you as a spiritual person. You were not a strong Christian. The same reason why there are things that your mother and your father has not told you because you are not matured. You are, they are afraid. That thing may even be for you. But if they tell you now, it will be a trouble. Verse number, it continues. said, I had to talk as though you belong to this world or as though you were infant in Christ. Are you here? So he's laying a foundation to tell us that when you are a Christian or when you are born again, you are not in this world. Hallelujah. Said so I had to speak to you as though you belong to this world. I could only give examples that are in the I couldn't give spiritual examples. I had to use wig and dresses and fashion and food and other things. If I say we are going into spiritual things, I will be, I will be lost. I will be talking to myself. Nobody will understand. So I have to talk as though you belong to this world or as though you were infant in Christ. Now, an infant, if you see an infant, it's not, how can you have a conversation with an infant? You see that when you are even talking to an infant, you change, you change your language. You begin to, yeah, make funny sound. That's how we talk to infants. Puchu puchu. You see, puchu puchu. Kiki, kiki. You, you are talking, that's, a, that's an infant right here. That's an infant. How can I talk to this infant that, you know, I want you to develop a deeper Christian life? I want you to be a deeper Christian life. I want you to have a good Bible. The one you can read, you see, it's not my name. But when I say, puchu puchu, cuckoo, kiki, eh, yeah, you see, aha, uh-huh, too sure. Give me five. Aha. Uh-huh. So he could not speak unto us as spiritual. But either we are still in the world or as infants in Christ. I had to feed you with milk. Not with solid food because you weren't ready for anything stronger. And you still aren't ready. You are still not ready. Verse number three. For you are still controlled by your sinful nature. You are jealous of one another. You quarrel with each other. Doesn't that prove you are controlled by your sinful nature? Aren't you living like people who are of the world? Are you not living like people who have not met Christ? Are you not? I mean, if, if there is all these things, are you not living like people who have not met Christ? Verse number four. When one of you says, I am a follower of Paul, and another say, I follow Apollos, aren't you catching, aren't you acting just like people of the world? I belong to Chelsea and, yeah, Liverpool. You will never walk alone. (laughs) The the, the church has become also like that, that people know the churches. 
but they don't know Christ. People know that the churches, I, be, I mean, Liverpool, I'm in Chelsea, man, you, I belong to this and this and this. So the new, the, to the Christian, he doesn't believe in football, but his football team is his church. I'm in Lighthouse, I'm in this, and not that I know Christ. Not that I know Christ and I spoke to him and this, but um, you are not deep. The foundation is not working. Can I continue? Verse number five. After all, who is Apollos and who is Paul? We are all God's servants. Through whom you believed the good news. Each of you did the work of the... Each of us did the work the Lord gave us. Hallelujah. Each of us. So it also goes to say that every one of us Everyone, when you get born again, there's work that God has given you. Nobody is called to be idle in the church. When you get born again, he saved us into the marvelous light. Hallelujah. And Bible says in Ephesians that we are his masterpiece. He are his workmanship or masterpiece created anew in Christ Jesus before the foundations of this world that we should walk in some good works. There are planned works that we should walk in them. Ephesians chapter 2, verse number 10. So every Christian, there is a work, there's a purpose, why God saved you. Even human beings don't employ people before they think of what they will use them for. They will have to have a, 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 a what do you call, job description, and they should, there should be a work before they employ somebody. So God did not save you and... It's like he doesn't know. There's a purpose for your life. Can we continue? So Bible says that, look, Apollos, whether Lighthouse or Anglican and all this, they are, okay, pastors. They are people that God used to preach the good news, through whom we believe. So through you, many people should believe Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Can I continue? Verse number six, I planted the seed in your hearts, and Apollos watered it, but it was God who made it grow. It is not important who does the planting or who does the watering. What's important is that God makes the seed grow. Hallelujah. Amen. The one who plants and the one who waters work together with the same purpose, and both will be rewarded for their own hard work. Both will be rewarded for their own hard work. So you will not be rewarded for my hard work. And I will not be rewarded for your hard work. Each one of us will be rewarded according to what you have done. We will all be rewarded according. So if you are not working hard, don't think that we will appear in heaven, so the whole lighthouse. No, it's individual affair. Can I continue? Verse number eight. The one who plants and the one who waters work together with the same purpose, and both will be rewarded for their own hard work. Nine, for we are both God's workers. You are working with God, and you are God's field. You are God's building. Because of God's grace to me, I have laid the foundation like an expert builder. Now others are building on it. 
But whoever is building on this foundation must be very careful. For no one can lay any foundation other than the one we already have. And what is the foundation? Jesus Christ. So this is very important. If the foundation is not Jesus Christ, how can you go deeper? So the foundation on which we are building, on which you are moving, is Jesus Christ. So when you are going deeper, you are going deeper in Jesus. Hallelujah. Are you here? Verse number 12. Anyone who builds on that foundation may use a variety of materials. Gold, silver, jewels, wood, hay, or straw. But on the judgment day, fire will reveal what kind of work each builder has done. The fire will show if a person's work has any value. If the work survives, that builder will receive a reward. But if the work is burned up, the builder will suffer great loss. The builder will be saved, but like someone barely escaping through a wall of flames. Are you there? Don't you realize that all of you together are the temple of God and that the spirit of God lives in you? Hallelujah. Then it continues. God will destroy anyone who destroyed this temple, for God's temple is holy, and you are that temple. Hallelujah. So right here, the Bible lays a very solid foundation that the foundation we are talking about that we need to build upon is what? Jesus Christ. Developing how to have a deeper Christian life. It's deeper work with the Lord. Going deeper. Hallelujah. You can go to the seashore. You see, sometimes you see somebody has come from the village and is trying to swim. And they go, when the, when the, uh, the tides ebb to the shore, they wait, and then they will go there. <laughs> then they will run. Have, have you seen some? They will go, and they, hey, hey, hey. And to them, they are swimming. How many have seen some people, they go, they are full of sun. There's some particulars, they tie the this and then they run. They tie that. And when you ask them, they will tell you that they were swimming. They went to the beach and what? They swam. And they will tell you how from morning to after we were swimming. Uh, I've been swimming. Uh. Most of us, that is what we are doing. In Christ, you have not even begun to swim. Actually, you can walk into the sea to a place that your feet does not Fill the floor and you begin to suspend. Then you begin to tread the waters. You begin to paddle the legs. You can do a backstroke, you can do a, a front one. Different things. You can even be in the water. You can even be in the water. You are swimming. That is swimming logic. But not the one, not the one that you are using sand and so so many of us are at the shore, touching our feet is touching, you say that you are in. So that is what the Bible is saying. That the foundation is Christ. And if we are going to develop deeper, you need to know, you need to know. Hallelujah. Who is Jesus Christ to you? The love of Christ. What does he say? 
the different. You need to understand the different things. Hallelujah. So moving and becoming a deeper Christian calls for more than you begin to understand, like we are saying, that whatever you are doing, you are supposed to do it on Christ. It's the foundation. And some are building on it. What? Gold, silver, jewels, uh, straw, hay. And Bible said the judgment day, a deeper Christian knows that a day is coming and very soon. You just add 50 years to your years. You notice that you, you are not likely to be around. It's not something you want to think about. But if you want to argue with me, plus or minus 10 years more, you notice that you will either be in heaven or hell. And the things that you have done, Bible says that, look, whatever you are doing is going to be tested. It's going to be tested by fire. Amen. Amen. So the first thing is even to know that there is judgment coming. There is a time that you cannot work. There is a time that you will cease. There is a time that you are going to. That's why you need to be deeper. So that whatever you are doing, you do with purpose. Amen. Amen. Are you here? Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse number 10. Look at it. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse number 10. Are you there? For we must all, somebody say all. Underline the word all. We must all stand before Christ to be judged. We will each receive whatever we deserve for the good or evil we have done in this earthly body. Can you see it? Yeah. In King James says we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. We must all. The Bible does not say that your pastor will be judged for you. Because some of you think that it's pastors who must serve God. You are not called to serve God. Some of us think that it's pastors who must be decent. You are not supposed to be decent. Some of us think that we, we can do whatever we can swear, we can drink, because I'm not a pastor. I'm not a leader in the church. But I want you to understand that we must all, I will not give an account for your dressing. I will not be judged for your language. You will be judged for your language. Hallelujah. We must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. Everyone may receive the things done in his body. Amen. That is why you cannot kill yourself. We must all, whatever you are doing, so you need to understand that this that I'm doing, what does it mean when I'm called to account for? According to that he has done, whether it is good or bad, I like the NLT. He said that we will be judged. We must all stand. We must all. We must all. I'm telling you that you can see me in the queue and you may be the one after me. You can't tap me and say, Pastor. I say, hey, 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 hey. I am ready for my. After the judgment, we can talk. Not now. Not now. Not now. Not now. I'm not. You can't call me a pastor here. Here. Here we are all saints. Here we are all, 
That is why when you register for the exams, they don't ask you, are you from this? No, they say you are a candidate. Yeah, you are a candidate. And they have it. They say, oh, uh, 2021 candidates. They don't bring your school in. Your school doesn't matter. Your school doesn't matter at all. Are you here? So you need to know that, look, we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. We must all. Look at uh, Revelation. Revelation chapter 20. Reading from verse number 12. Quickly, quickly, quickly. I like the 15, but we can start from 12. Go to the 15 so that when we come to the 12. And anyone whose name was not found, recorded in the book of life, was thrown into the lake of fire. This is the foundation of walking deep. That am I going to, you come to church and you go, you come to church and you go. And they do altar call, you are not born again. And you don't get born again. You need to know that you have a judgment that is coming. It is appointed unto a man once to die and after that judgment. You need to know that you are on this earth for a purpose. God has saved us for a purpose. There's a reason. And some, in the Psalm chapter 1, Bible says that sinners will not stand in the congregation of the saints. Sinners and saints will not be together. Because anyone whose name was not found in the book of life was thrown into what? It is only those who were found in the book of life who will be judged according to the things that you, you did. Do you understand? So you, you, need, you need to be in the book of life. Do you, do you understand? Then we said, yeah, now judgment starts. When did you get born again? You need to pass this one. You must not be thrown into the lake of fire. You see, and somebody said, Pastor, if I survive this one, it's enough. You don't know. There is another one now you are going to account because all the unbelievers, if you go to someone, verse number, is it a six? Verse five, eh? Verse 6, it should be the verse. Okay. What does it say? Psalm 1 verse 5. They will be condemned at the time of judgment. Sinners will have no place among the godly. Yeah. The King James says the, the, the sinners. Yeah. The ungodly shall not stand in the judgment. No sinners in the congregation of the righteous. This is what the psalmist began. He began by defining what is going to happen. The sinners are not going to be lumped up with the godly. Are you here? This should be the foundation for what you do and what you don't do. Because there is heaven to gain. Will you be among the sinners or will you be among the saints? Hallelujah. And when we go to Revelation, it says, all those whose name were not found in the book of life were thrown into the lake of fire. Go to the verse number 12, Revelation chapter 20. What does it say? I saw the dead. That's why when you think that you are suffering, you are killing yourself, you, you, you don't know and you don't understand. 
the dead, both great and small. That means, that means uh, uh, Bill Gates, Obama, Bush, Saddam Hussein, and also the pauper that we don't know his name, both great and small. You may be great, you may be small. You all appear. You saw the dead, both great and small, standing before God's throne. And the books were opened, including the book of life. And the dead were judged according to what they had done, as recorded in the books. So it is not only the, the book of life is the one that your name must be in before they open the other books. Because there's a book of prayer. There's a book for titan. There's a book for visitation. Yeah. There's a book for helpers. Who have you helped? Yeah. Who have you helped? I mean, when you appear in the book of life, then it's okay. Then let's bring the other books. Let's bring the other books. Yeah. The book of, of, of saints who are lying, thieves in the church. Yeah. You pray that first one, the book of life, huh? <laughs> uh, because if your name is not in the book of life, that one, that one, your master and your Lord becomes Satan. You, and he begins also to torment. I wish I can tell you. He also torment people according to what they did. Oh, yeah. He also has book. And I, I hear one lady was counting and said, the people who suffer most in hell are witches and wizards. Hey. I don't want to start that one. We want to go deeper in Christ. So this must be your, you see, you must have a reason for what you do. If you are going to be a deeper Christian, you need to know that your name must be in the book of life. That's why anytime we are leading people to receive Christ, we say, say with me, Lord Jesus, please write my name in the book of life. Because your name must be there. And some of us will be there. When we are doing the prayer, you don't join. Be very careful. Be very, very careful. Because when you read the uh, uh, Romans chapter 10, it says, as many as believe with their hearts and confess with their mouth. So even if you think you are born again, when people are getting born again, join! Just in case. Just in case the first one you did not believe properly. Me. Yeah, at my age, when I hear prophet leading people, I join. I say, hey, let me say it. Let me say, Lord Jesus. I say, Lord Jesus. Please forgive me. I say, please forgive me. Wash me. I say, Lord, wash me. Hey, how can I be so proud that I will, I will, I will, not, I will not just think that, oh, this one is for new believers. No, include yourself. Mm. Include yourself. Because there are the books there we have not spoken about it. I'm talking about deeper. Yeah, you need to be deeper. Hallelujah. Amen. You need to have roots. The word of God. The word of God is the roots that you need to. And we are all. One day, one day you notice. Jesus himself died at the age of 33. 
John the Baptist, 33. Long life is a blessing. But I can tell you that when you live long and you don't end up in heaven, it's of no use. Yeah, the reason why we need to live long is because you want to do more for Christ. If you are living long, that's why it would be better for you to die anytime to go to heaven than to be here and something takes you away. You know, the, the, one day, a member of our church was painfully murdered. Painfully murdered. I, 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 it brought tears to. They cut the vein on the neck. Some people raped her and they killed her. But as I was praying and in, in, in bitterness of heart, I said, ah, why can people be so cruel? I was comforted. I was comforted by the Lord. She had gotten it right. She had sent a message to me a day before. I was not in the country. She had sent a message to me, oh, pastor, now everything is working. I've stopped with the uh, boyfriend. I've done this. I'm praying. I'm even, there was a, a, a program that she was leading a song. She was going to sing and she was telling me that now everything has worked. Everything is working. She's not into those things again. And I, I, I felt as though I was being comforted that instead of being angry, if she had lived long, she may have backslided on the way. And she got it right and everything is working. She, she was just extracted straight to be in heaven. I'm telling you, that was the only thing that made me, it was cruel the way she went out. But the only thing that made me a bit calm was her message to me. Because she has sent earlier message some time ago, hey, and the things, so I was always in touch with her, how, is it working now? And he said, the pastor, I'm trying, but it's not working. Then this is, oh, and she is very open. She would tell me, oh, this person is the problem. Then later I said, oh, no, it's not the person, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. He thought that this person is the problem. He said, it's not the person, it's me. That's okay, so what are you going to do? Say, I can't help myself. Then I'll give a prayer to do. I'll give different things to do. Then later, I said that it's working. Everything is off. It's now. Wow. And I was, I was, I mean, at a point, I I said, I don't need to be sad again. Yeah, because she's in a better place. Hallelujah. Are you here? Will your name be in the book of life? your name be in the book of life. We must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. We must all. We must all. All means all. No one is exempted. So to have a deeper Christian life, it means you have roots. You know what you do. You know why you come to church. You know why you do the things. You know, sometimes uh, it's funny that things happen and people get distracted. Did, did your, a pastor die for you? Even a man of God, okay, falling, must not cause you to deviate. Because he is not the, your foundation. It's like your teacher did not come to school, or your teacher has left the school. You say you will not write the matric. It, it, it means you don't understand. <laughs> 
don't understand. That's why he begins by saying that who is Paul and who is Apollos? They are ministers through whom God preached the good news. The new person that you even get may be better than the old. But still, the person did not, did not die for you. There is a place of the man that God uses, but they cannot replace God. Hallelujah. Deeper Christian walk. Being deeper means that you are going deeper in Christ. You are going deeper. You know. Some of us here, you speak in tongues, but you don't have even one scripture why you speak in tongues. Hello? Are you the one I'm talking about? Why do you pray in tongues? Oh, when I got born again, they led me to pray in tongues. They said I should say something. The Lord Jesus baptized me and he baptized me. Yeah, it's okay. But after a while, you need to understand. You know, when you go to uh, uh, grade R or the kindergarten, they will teach you. They will, they will be teaching you all that. But it gets to a point. It gets to a point that, do you think that your teacher can tell you all the words that there is in there? No, no, no. They will just tell you the, this thing. Then you need to go deeper. Amen. Anyone who is a reader did not become a reader because of the school. <laughs> Anyone who can read very fast, fluently, knows how to pronounce what they know. It's not, they will teach you just the basics. There are words, new words that are coming that we don't know when it will come. But if you have the foundation, you should be able to continue. Hallelujah. Amen. And it's very important. It's very important that we understand. Number two. So your personal experience with God, which we always say, unless you have an encounter with God through his word, you have not started. What is your personal experience with God? Have you believed in Jesus Christ? Have you met him? Those who are not deep can never say that the Lord said to me. They don't have their quiet time. They don't read their Bible. To be a deeper, you know, you take the Bible as the word of God. You hear. See, the Bible is made up of two things. It's made up of the logos and the rhema. The written word and the spoken word. So the written word can be highlighted and be spoken to you. So when the Bible says faith comes by hearing, Hearing is not hearing of the Logos. Faith comes. That's why you have read so many, but you don't have faith in them. Haven't you read and haven't you, by his stripes, we are healed? He became a sin so that the righteousness and the blessing of God. You say all those things, but unless the Logos has been highlighted, it's become Rhema. It doesn't bring faith. So keep reading the word. And sometimes the Holy Spirit will highlight and bring specific. So when the Bible says, the, 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 what? Uh, Romans chapter 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. That word of God is not just uh, uh, logos. It's the rhema. A word that God has given you, you will never forget. It brings a certain faith. Yeah. I remember the day I heard from God. 
I am to you as Emmanuel. Oh, even if I have not washed my face, I know that he's with me. You cannot change anything. Even in my sleep, I know that he's with me. No one doubts when he hears from God. The reason why you are doubting is because you did not hear from God. Anytime you are doubting, it means you, you did not hear from God. No one hears from God and doubts. <laughs> Even me, if I tell you something, oh, you, you said it. You can't be confused if I said it. No, pastor, you told me this. You know that. How much more hearing from God? You can't forget. Hallelujah. So hear from God. Read the Bible and as you read, you will hear from him. Through the pages, he will speak to you and you will notice that I have heard from him. Yeah. Because we, we keep talking about there are certain things. So you said this to me, specific thing. That is why the word, the rhema to uh, uh, Peter, when he said that if you are Jesus, then bid me to come. So come, he walked. But you cannot walk on water because that word is not to you. That word is not to you. You can drown and die. <laughs> if you want to hear the same word, wait on God. So he also tells you, walk on water. Aha. Uh -huh. Somebody has been told, walk on water. He said, take the baitless hook and you catch a fish and there will be God in the mouth. You take your hook without hearing from God. Even a crab you will not catch. You see, so we have Christians who say that this thing doesn't work. It's the same prayer. When I pray, it doesn't work. I hear bishops saying be healed and people get healed. But when I say be healed, they don't get healed. It doesn't work like that. It is when you wait on God and he assure you that your words will not fall to the ground. Whatever you say, I will do it. Then you can come because you have a backing. He has told you that whatever you say, I will do it. But you have not waited on God. You have not prayed. You have not fasted. He has not said anything to you. And you come and say that hey, everybody is going to be healed. We will see. So this is the reason why many people think that the Bible doesn't work. Because they take the logos and they run with it. Instead of waiting on God to have a rhema. I see you having a rhema. Yeah. I see you being deeper in God. Yeah. Number two. Then we are out of here. Be filled. There are things that you need to be full of. But, men and brethren, our time is up. We need to go. Our time is up. Hallelujah. You can see that even being deeper, we can't finish. Yeah. We can't finish. You need to be able to say that I heard from God. I was having my quiet time. And the Lord spoke to me. Yeah. I was having my quiet time. And the Lord said to me, I was praying and suddenly this scripture came to me. I think it's the voice. And you know how to hear the voice of God. Anytime you hear, you need to write it. Because...
to yesterday somebody was asking how can I uh, know the voice of God the voice of God you will know it with time how do you know the voice of your mother when your mother speaks why don't you say it's your father you don't see the person they are far but when you pick the phone you are able to say that, oh mommy how do you hear the voice of your mom why is that one different from that of your father how is that voice different from your friend and you are able to call the person just the person start talking that you call the person's name how many are able to know people how did you get to know their voice yeah with time you have heard it over and over and over that another you know, when it is like this you know when i started when i started as a this i did not know even what the voice of god and what prophecies are but the good advice my pastor gave me is that write your dreams and whatever god says to you write it so i got a, a book it was actually uh, uh, what do you call it um, diary yeah i remember it's 2000 and 2000 diary or 2002 diary i remember that i said i would make this my dream book is there today all the dreams that i've had I've recorded and I noticed that some of the dreams I had it took 3 months for it to happen some of them it took 3 years as I went to read I said hey, look 3 years and the type of dream how it was and some of the dreams took 3 days so I noticed even the pattern the type of dreams ah this one it was like this it was 3 months this one it was there and with time you begin even to see the pattern you cannot just rise up one day that you know everything no 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 with time you get to know the voice there's and some of the wild and diff, even you begin to know that when god speaks to me in this way it means i need to be careful about it if your mother comes and looks at you you know what it means god is not the first time is looking at you. you know that this one i know This one this, this one if i don't stop what i'm doing then your mother has not spoken you know, but you know like one guy said he said if my father calls me with my full name then there's a, a trouble <laughs> if i hear my father calling me with my full name then there's a trouble i need to find with time you begin to even know how god calls you hallelujah are you here you you have your quiet time and you come to church pastor preaches with it with time you begin to know that okay this is how god talks to me you had your quiet time your pastor preach with it and you had it also in a, a, a what do you call television It's the same scripture another something is happening to you yeah the things you did not take notice it came to pass with time you begin to with time cannot just so when somebody is prophesying we will get there when you go deeper when you see even a man of god prophesying that says the lord sometimes what they are saying is not because they are hearing from god no they might had a dream often it happens to me yeah like what Jesus said I see I do what I see my father doing sometimes I can have a dream and in the dream I see people 
and I will see the people I was praying for and what I was saying. When I come, sometimes you've even forgotten. You are ministering, then you say you 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 just get into the same scene. Then you see the same people say, ah, I do what I see my father doing. You call the people. Then you do whatever you were doing in the dream. That's prophecy. That's prophecy. That's prophecy. If you don't go deep, you may think that, hey, no, 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 no. They are different things. They are different things. And that one is the best part. You don't miss anything. You don't miss anything. You know this, you know this. So efficient. It's, it's very powerful. I see you going deeper. I see the Lord. You are getting reasons why you do what you do. You are going deeper in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The love of God. Next week, when God wills, if we can continue, I will tell you why some people do what you are doing. Why we do the same thing. But yours become gold and others become hay. Do you understand? You pray five hours, I pray for five hours, and your prayer turns into gold and others turns into hay. That when it is tested by fire, it's gone. Why you have 10 members, you've brought 10 members to church, and you have a golden vessel, and another person has brought 20, but that one is a clay. We will begin to know. <laughs> that is why it says that, let every man take it how he built. Be careful what you build. So some people are going to build with gold. Some are going to build with what? Silver. Some with jewels. Some with what? Clay and some with straw and wood. You are building all right. You are doing the basenta work. You are pastor all right. You are praying all right. You are singing all right. You are dancing all right. Why will your work not stand the test of time? Why will your work not stand the test of time? How many want to know it? Next week we'll talk about it. Stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Amen. Lift your hands and talk to God and say, Lord, make me a deeper Christian. Take me deeper. Deeper in love with you. Sing it. Jesus. In your embrace. Take me deeper. Let it be your prayer as we close. Deeper Holy Spirit, reveal Christ to us. 
Father, in the name of Jesus, may Christ be revealed. May we know, may we know him and have fellowship with his suffering. That we will know you, that we will know you, that we will go deeper, that we will experience you, that we will have an encounter, that we will know your voice. The people that we know, we know their voice. The people that we know, we hear their footsteps when they are coming. Even how they walk, even how they sing, even how they talk, how they love. We don't miss it. Lord, oh God, deeper, deeper in you, a deeper walk with you, a deeper walk with you, a deeper walk with you. Mayo, mele masote le masote beka, mele masote le basote leba, eh, yamamaliando, suta, limo, sute. In the name of Jesus. Still with your eye closed. If you are here this morning or this afternoon, you came to church. There's two things I want to do. I want to pray for. You know you've been a Christian, but you are an infant Christian. Or you 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 have not moved even from where you believed in Christ. Nothing more has happened. You just come and go. You just come and go. You know that yes, you don't want to go to hell. But you are also far from knowing God, knowing Christ, knowing, knowing Him and having fellowship with Him. You desire, you want to say the pastor, I want to go deeper. I want to be a deeper Christian. I want to start all over again. Please pray with me. Pray for me. I want to, if that's what you are saying, lift your hands. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. You want to. You want to be a deeper Christian. Perhaps you are not even sure of your salvation. Perhaps because you have not followed through. You got born again long ago, but things have happened. You are not sure. Am I still a Christian? Am I still born again? Will I go to heaven? Is my name in the book of life? You are not sure. You want your name. You want to assure yourself. You want to be sure that your name is in the book of life. You can join. Lift your hands with me. Only your right hand. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. Pray for me. Oh, yes, I don't want to go to hell. I want my name to be in the book of life. Please, I want to be a deeper Christian. I want to be born again. I want Jesus Christ to be my Lord and Savior. The Holy Spirit will reveal him into you. Oh, yes, if this is what you are saying, with your eyes closed, say this after me. Everyone, everyone who has lifted a hand, please, Say this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, this afternoon, I come to you just as I am. I am sorry and I repent of all my sins and of all my mistakes. Please forgive me and wash me with your blood. Let your blood cleanse me and wash me in the name of Jesus. I believe in you, Jesus. You are the son of God. You died for me and you rose again. Lord Jesus, I receive you into my heart as the savior and the master over my soul. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my life. Please write my name. My name is, mention your name. My name is, Please write my name in your book of life. From today, I belong to you. From today, 
I am yours. I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Still with your hands lifted, I want you to move and come. I want to lay my hands on you quickly. I want to pray for you. You lifted your hands, you said a prayer. Move and come. God bless you, my brother, my sister from the back. Come, come, come. You said a prayer, but something else is going to happen. You'll be filled with the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit will come unto you. Come, come. It's the foundation right here. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you, my sister. God bless you. Yes, my brother, come. My sister, come. Come from the back. Everyone, come. Please come. Come. Your life will not be the same. Stand right here. God bless you. 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 God bless you, my brother. God bless you. God bless you, my sister. Right here. Stand there. Lift your two hands. Lift your two hands to the Lord. The Holy Spirit will fill your heart. You begin to speak with other tongues. You begin to uh, hear yourself speaking in a language that you have not learned. It will begin to bubble in your heart. It will be bubbling in your spirit. It will be bubbling. It will be bubbling. You cannot control it like a hot or cold something that is coming from within. Go ahead, go ahead. Everyone in front here, lift your hands. The Holy Spirit is falling on you with a sign of speaking in tongues. Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, I thank you for the life of your wonderful people. I pray with them and I pray for them. Every work of the enemy in their life ends now. Every form of sickness, every form of pain, Every form of condition turns around now in the name of Jesus. And be filled with the Holy Ghost. Let the Holy Spirit touch you. Receive a touch now from the Holy Spirit. Receive a touch now. Whatever has been difficult, whatever has brought you pain, whatever you have labored under, curses, uh, problems and issues, every one of it ends now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. By reason of the Lord Jesus, oh yes, oh God, that you have received into your hands, the Holy Spirit perfect. Oh yes, the grace of God that brings salvation appears to all of us. Father, thank you. Thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. And amen. Father, we pray that we will be deeper Christians, that we will know you, that we will love you, that we will walk with you, that you'll be the foundation that we will go deeper in. Lord, deliver us from being infants and being worldly and not having your nature. From today, help us to be true sons and daughters of you, that we will go deeper and understand and hear your voice. We give you all the glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. We hope you've been blessed by the Word of God. Please worship with us every Sunday at 10 a.m. at LCI Megachurch, Lewisham Way, 79 Parklands Main Road, Cape Town, South Africa.